Lift up your hands wherever you are. Lift up your hands and begin to minister to God. Pray to the Lord. Your love is kind.
meeting, God will use your life to surprise those around you. One of the things the Lord will be doing is uplifting people in this service. Uplifting people. Uplifting people. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you. Every day today. service. Praise God. You're welcome today, everyone. Those are the overflow. We welcome you. No matter where you are, you will not miss your miracle. From last week's service, we had some very amazing testimonies. I, uh, were you the one who shared the testimony about the cancer? Were you the one about the cancer? Who, who had the cancer? Your dad. He had the cancer. And you took the handkerchief and you placed it over him. When? Sunday or Monday? Sunday evening. And he went to do a checkup on Monday morning. And what did they say? You know, let me tell you something. Before, before he says it, let me show you something. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. It says, the right time for thy light is come. You don't borrow somebody's light. Your own light must come. You don't, you, you don't use somebody's light to shine. You must have your own light. Listen, so when somebody is sharing his testimony, do light refraction. Listen, listen. Last week, we were sitting down here. I was ministering to one lady who had a pregnancy issue. Somebody sitting somewhere collected. She said, immediately the testimony came, I began to pray. She was refracting the light because you cannot use somebody's light to shine. He said, arise, shine, for that light has come. You cannot borrow somebody's light. The person will come for it. <laughs> so, as he's sharing his testimony, of, now, we all know what the cancer means. A cancer is a death sentence. And one of the things I said here by the Spirit of God when I came to study, I said, doctor's report will begin to change. Listen, that situation has not changed. Doctors' reports are still changing. Are you listening? Yes, sir. Listen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I think you're also sharing with me about how um, your, the, do, the doctors um, diagnosed your dad of uh, intestine cancer, right? Liver. Liver cancer. And it has spread to the intestine. And because of that, one of the things that was happening to him was that he couldn't use the loo. Sunday evening, you took the handkerchief, placed on by Monday. You, okay, you did use the handkerchief on Monday morning, Sunday evening, and by Monday morning, he started using the loo. <laughs> listen, listen. He who has begun a good work, he's, 
I want you to connect. I said, uh, I'm showing you another thing, light refraction. The light is going to somebody, but you turn some to your own. Arise, time for thy light is come. Lift your right hand. Tell us, tell us what happened. Okay, so... Uh, the Lord is here. Uh, you sent it to me. This, okay. I, was, I was back in school and my brother told me that my dad had been rushed to so I was like, I didn't take it to your actually, so I just told him, like, oh, he just prayed. But I didn't pray, so like, you guys, I'm sure he did. So, vacation, I got home, it was still the same thing. So I was like, okay, maybe just one of those things he said, so nothing. And I was in my room one time, he went to the chamber, he was like, uh, he said his sickness has upgraded like this, it has become cancer. Wow. So when I heard it, I was like, hey, it's like I'm joking with this thing. Like, because I'm not ready to like lose my dad or anything or any person in my family. Yes. So I was like, hey, this is cancer. Cancer is like so deadly. So I just yes. said, okay, now I have to come to church. That's the only place I can get healing or the miracle. So I was just at home. I was just at home. I was quite about it, but it was so easy. So. Last week. Yeah, last week, so Saturday night, I told my mom that, oh, I want to come to church. She was like, oh, okay. What time do I want to go? And I said, oh, I don't know whether first or second. So she was even forcing me, like, pressuring me. Web three. Web three. No, people know, people know how to know God when there's problems. So, she was asking me out, like, make up your mind, is it first or second? I was like, okay, you anything, let me just sleep and wake up next thing I'll go. So, I slept, I woke up, I was like, okay, I'm going to church, second service. So I came, I sat down, prayed, and stepped in there. I was like, my dad is sick. I have to uh, represent him here. I don't know. This is where I might get a healing or like, take the cancer out of him. So I tried to stay. And I just focused on him. Focus on his cancer and all of that. So, yeah. We prayed, we prayed, we ministered everything. I put myself in there. I was so focused about it. My mind was on him at home. So, like, you were calling me because I was late. They're calling me, they're calling me. And then my brother asked me, uh, why have I kept long? Why am I the person? He was making fun of me. And I told him that, nah, things have to change at home. Like, I don't like the way things are going. So, uh, he asked me why, but I didn't reply. So I just went. When I went home, and Pastor gave an instruction of putting our hands on our wall. He declared everything blessed. That was the first thing I did. And I entered. So when I entered, my mom put me in. And I asked her, where's my dad? She said, in his room. So I said, everybody should come around like I'm going to go to him. So I called. Are you OG? You know, I like, I like more people like this. Do you remember, do you remember doing supernatural service? I actually said something. I said, if you're expecting the fruit of the womb, or you know someone who's expecting the fruit of the womb, put your hand on the top. And I said, when you go, go and tell the person that God said, you will give birth. You see, so people will be scared to say it. Hey, what if something doesn't happen? You understand? So, there was a lady who went and called and said, God said, you will give birth. I said, don't even say my pastor said, because sometimes they say, oh, I was not even there. No, God said. Because sometimes that boldness is required. God moves when he sees that you are putting there and you are putting on the spot. You understand? So, it's, the guy called the whole family. I'm just hearing this one. He called the whole family. I mean, that is, I think that's the height of the boldness. 
Alright, so you put it on him. Yeah. And on Monday, him. Monday what happened? So Monday morning before he left, my mom came to wake me up like, Oh, come and pray for him. I was fully relaxing. So I was not so I recorded your message. So I was just he was at the house. I just went to play for them. I told him to just listen to it. So I was just there. So I was trying to like run up my courage and everything. So I was speaking songs in my room and all that. So I just said, my mom was like calling me and pressuring me. So I just said, okay, then just go pray before I go. So I think I'm getting to again. Before he left the house, I played on him. And I said, he leaving the house this morning and going to the hospital. It's not for anything, but just to go and get his good news that his cancer treatment has changed. Yeah, yeah. That's all I said to him. I said he healed of cancer, and he going there is like it's already done. He just going to take a good news, like a good doctor's report, and bring it back home. So I was asleep, and my mom, like, so I woke up. My mom came, and she was so excited. She was like, the doctor said. But in her own actions, she was like, who said, uh, there was like, those actions are in a joyous way. Like, who said cancer day? Cancer no day. And and last week Sunday as well. You know why? Those who work with me know how much I love testimonies. The Bible is a compendium of testimonies. And I have seen what testimonies do. One testimony like this can just multiply like that in the congregation. Yeah. And I like sharing, especially financial testimonies. Praise God. So, I like testimonies. The lady who came with the, with the uh, baby who had, when she said, when she said over here that, that she realized that the baby has kicked. I said, go and do a scan tomorrow. The next morning by 8 a.m., the baby has finished turning. So I mean, there were angels in the service turning babies. My God. Things will be turning this evening. Thank you, Lord. I was sharing on laws of the spirit from last week. Most of the time I like to tell you that the biggest or the highest thing that God wants to give you It's not just to give you a miracle. God does not expect the Christian to be living on miracles. I told you that a lot of Christians like magical things. Magic. Go and see the pastor. He will pray one and that is all. Magic, magic, magic. God. And I know, uh, I was hearing a certain testimony and I, I began to laugh. There are many testimonies that came from people going to place the handkerchief on sick people. A lot of testimonies. But, you know, I know human beings, they can 
take it out of order and start worshiping the handkerchief. There was, a, there was a, a situation like that. The lady went home. The mother had been suffering from body pains all over. The neck, the chest, everywhere. He went to put it, everything left. Two days later, another pain came. He told the daughter, confirm magic handkerchief, Zebra. <laughs> <laughs> that is human being for you. Expert in creating idols. He said he sent his word. He didn't send a handkerchief. He sent his word and healed them. So, most important part of this service is when the word of God is being shared. Because, let me tell you something. One of the grace and gifts God gives me is that while I am preaching, miracles start happening. I don't have to pray. Most of the time, when you wait for me to pray, it is because your faith was, was not activated when the real thing was going on. So, sometimes, God has to just wait for your faith to be activated when I'm praying. Because sometimes, that's your amen alone is able to connect to what is happening. But, the grace God gave me, while I am teaching, the thing begins to happen. So while I'm sharing the word of God, that thing is turning and changing. Are you listening? That miracle is happening. There are healings and there are miracles. There are two different things. Miracles involve creation. And this is a miracle service. It is, miracles are quite higher than healings. Listen. Laws of the Spirit, Job chapter 38. I started teaching on it last week. And I said, things don't just happen. Make sure you listen. A lot of Christians have the wrong idea of God and the things of God. So one of the things you find them saying a lot, a lot of Christians, you know, I, I told some people, I said, when people start coming to church, I tell them, I said, be ready to unschool yourself to be schooled. Because the thing you knew before, if it was working, you will not still be in search of what you are searching for. The wrong ideas, the wrong ideas of God, a lot of Christians have the wrong ideas of God. Like, for example, they make a statement like, if it is God's will, it will happen. If it is God's will, it will happen. Let me show you a scripture. First John. Chapter 5. Verse 5, verse 11. I'll show you a scripture and I'll, I'll point out a few things to you. And this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son hath not life. Continue. Now, look at verse 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you might know that you have eternal life, and that you might believe on the name of the Son of God. Verse 14. My point is verse 14. He says, And this is the confidence that we have in Him. Now, pay attention. This is the confidence that we have in Him. He says, If we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Ah, he's telling you to ask according to His will. That means His will doesn't just happen. The will of God is enforced. Let me start with this. I said, Job said, do you know the laws of the heavens? Can you set up God's dominion over? He said, do you know the laws of the heavens? One day, 
I preached something which is very true. And I started preaching and I said, God cannot do anything on earth. I said it last week as well. God cannot do anything on earth without a man. Because he said, let us make man our own image and let them have dominion over the earth. So, all of the dominion on the earth belongs to man. Now, after saying this one day, I said, God will not do anything. So you will see that every time God, God wanted to do something different or something big, God will find a man. God wanted to bring the children of Israel. He didn't just go and smite Pharaoh. He had to call a Moses. You understand? So every time God wanted to make a major move, he has to find a man. And the guy asked me a question one day. He said, he has one particular story where God did not involve any man. Now, let me tell you something about, about theories and theologies. Once you have a certain theory or theology, and there is one exception, that means it is not bankable. If you are able to give me one instance where God wanted to do something on earth and he did not use the agency of a man, that means that particular statement that God needs a man or God needs men to do anything on earth, that thing cannot be trusted. It is not a truth. For it to be a truth, it must follow that particular pattern. Now, the guy said he has one. And I was thinking, okay, which one is that? Because if he's able to actually have one, then that means it is not true that God has to always find a man. So the guy said yes, he has one. And he actually showed it to me. He said, you see that most of the time, God will have to... Uh, use a man to do anything on earth, but there was this particular time that God wanted to destroy the Tower of Babel and he didn't use anybody. Hey. Seriously. When the guy asked me the question, I was very fortunate that it was over the internet that we were making that discussion. Because immediately, I had not thought of it. It's true. I started thinking, who, 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 who? Who, 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 Oh, wow. Tower of Babel. God didn't use any man to destroy it. He caused them to destroy themselves. So, wow. Well, that means, oh, wow. Then, I said, Holy Ghost, you need to help me now. Because you are the one who told me that God cannot do anything on earth except with a man. Then Holy Ghost said, it is true. The Tower of Babel did not need the agency of a man. I said, why? Psalm 115. Psalm 115, verse 16. Look at it. He said, The heavens, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. I see. So the earth is to the children of men, and the heavens are for the Lord. Then God said to me, He said it was because they were building their tower to heaven. That is my territory. But once it has to do with the earth, listen now, once it has to do with the earth, God will require a man. Things don't just happen. Jesus preached a a beautiful message on the Mount of Olives, the Beatitudes. Blessed are they that are, for they shall, blessed are they that, so that means the earth is a place for reaction. The place is a place for reaction. That means there are actions that are initiated in the spirit that come back into the earth as reactions. 
So, so God was asking Job, do you know the laws of the heavens? You know the laws that are set. And I told you last week, I said, the only thing that does not make a particular work, law work is when another law, which is higher than the current law, is set up to suspend that law. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That means the law of sin and death was powerful until, until the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus came. So the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus suspends the law of sin and death. So you are as powerful as what you know. You see, so there are many things that are happening to you. I, 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 I want to say something. Number one, for us to agree that there's law, that means we have to agree that there's law enforcement agency. For us to agree that there's law, that means we must agree that there's jury. Because who will enforce the law? The Bible calls the devil the thief. Thief is somebody who is breaking the law. So the fact that there's a law in the spirit doesn't mean it works for you. So there are laws that are set for the Christian to walk in the favor of God, to walk in the grace of God, but they've always seen themselves, everything that is happening to them is contrary to what is written in the law. Contrary to what is written in the scriptures. Why? Because there's a thief. There's a thief. <laughs> Things don't just happen. I want to go to Psalm 89 verse 4. Psalm 89 verse 4. Sorry, verse 14. Verse 14, it says, Justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. I won't have time to go into the Ark of the Covenant to explain to you this in detail as regards the Ark of the Covenant. But it's just trying to say something now. He said, Justice and judgment are the habitation of your throne. Now, I want to explain something to you. When you talk about God and you talk about his throne, don't, um, for example, like some people say certain things like, if there is God, why are people suffering? Okay? They say, if there is God, why is this happening? Why is that happening? If there is God. You have to understand something. It's like a man setting up a company. He makes his company and the constitution of the company greater than him so that the company can work. Am I, am I right? I have entrepreneurs here. Right? They have to set the company in such a way that the company has to be bigger, in quotes, than the person. He's the one who started the company, but he has to extend the company, have a company account, which is separate from his account, you understand, so that the company can work. Am I right? So, it says, justice and judgment are the habitation of your throne. For God, listen now, for God to be righteous, or for God to be just, he must put a document down. And say that, okay, per this document, you can... You can say, I am just or not. So, you have to understand, even our salvation was not just wished. God didn't just come and say, hey, anybody who believes me is saved. No, he cannot say that because he has set certain laws in motion and put his throne on the line. Bible says that he told, God told Abraham, he said, I have sworn by my throne. You understand? Because he could not find anyone to swear by, but by his throne. You understand? So, God makes his throne his system of integrity. So, he says, I am a righteous judge. I am a just God. For him to be a just God, there should have been a document that we should be able to look at and say, okay, 
So you see that even with our our salvation and our righteousness, it was an, a, a, a situation of judgment. Now say, oh, God is love. God is love. So he shouldn't punish the, those who... No, you have to understand something that you don't um, uh, hold back judgment at the expense of mercy because someone else will suffer for it. So the fact that your uncle is the judge in the high court doesn't mean when you have a case, he should just rule for you. He cannot just rule for you. If he does that, he will be unjust. So there's a system in the court that your uncle has to go by. Okay? That he looks at it. Although you are his nephew or his niece, he looks at you and according to the law, you have faulted. The best he can do is to reduce your sentence. But the sentence, you must pass it. Otherwise, he, he will be known as an unjust judge. So you see that every time, even in the court of law, there are, there are procedures. And sometimes when the lawyers are even, are even arguing a case, they have to go back to old instances, old case. In 1942, there was a case over here. Understand that if that is the case, even in human law, then I think it is even stricter in the divine judgment and the divine justice. God had to release his own son as one of the system of integrity. Because if men will have to be saved, men will have to use a power to be saved. And there is no power in the realm of the spirit without a sacrifice. So God had to release his son as a system of judgment. So if by one man's offense, that is a, a, a typical uh, jury statement. If by one man's offense, death reigns. Much more, they which receive abundance of grace. Now it says, by one man's offense, death reigns. So by one man, God can also make everybody righteous. So if by one Adam, God was able to make everybody, or by one man's uh, offense, everybody became a sinner, then by one man, every man can also become righteous. That is a system of judgment. God cannot just come and say, I have forgiven Adam. He cannot just forgive Adam. He cannot just come and say, I have forgiven Adam. Because there is a system in the realm of the spirit. So let me tell you something. Most of the time, what you are going through or what you have gone through for so many years is a result of um, something that has been testified against you. There is a testimony against you. You cannot just breach the laws of the spirit. It says you know the laws of the heavens. You cannot just falter in the laws of the spirit and just expect God to just have mercy on you. It doesn't work like that. No matter how long you cry, God will have to refer to the document. It's not about how, God, please help. God, please. Every time we pray and we are saying, God, please, God, please. You know what we are saying? In that, we are saying, God has the power to do it and he has not done it. And that God is wicked. But Jesus came and said, God is a good father. He called him Abba Adonai. He said, our, our good father. So, no matter how good your father is, if he is a judge in the court, he can only cry when what you have faulted is going against you. And if your father knows any law by which you can be exonerated, all he has to do is to tell you and your lawyers that when you come, say this. I'm talking about a just judge now. I'm not talking about judge who collects goods. Praise God. Praise God. If God is a just judge, God will have to go by the documents on ground. So there are things that testify against a man. That bring him 
all the troubles that he goes through. David said, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Astray is not sin. Astray is missing a way, missing a pattern. He said, before I was afflicted, I, was, I went astray. I want us to open to the book of Psalms. Let me show you that scripture. Before the affliction came, I faltered in a particular law. Psalm 119 verse 67. Psalm 119 verse 67. Are you there? You have your Bible. Let's read it together. It says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. Are you seeing? Before I was afflicted, before the problem came on me, before that sickness came on me, before this particular issue that has been on my life for long, before it came, he says, I went astray. I missed the way. He says, but now have I kept thy word. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I have kept thy word. That means now when the knowledge of the scriptures came, I have to keep the word to go back on track. So that the affliction can be overturned. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. So the situation in which you find yourself is the accusation of the wicked one. The wicked one is accusing you before the court. Bible calls the devil the accuser of the brethren. He stands, let me tell you something. The presence of God does not scare the devil. I said the presence of God does not scare the devil. He passes there a lot of times to present accusations. And I'll tell you some of the things that, that bring correct accusations before you, against you before God. Correct accusations. You can see that the accusation is correct. So the devil brings the accusation and he holds it against you in the jury. And the devil knows that if he brings this one, God will have to respect the document. God cannot, if somebody brings a real situation against you before God and you are wrong, God will not just throw that issue away. So I show you a, 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 a scenario. When David killed Bathsheba's um, husband and took Bathsheba, the first child they gave birth to, David prayed, he begged God. People think the first child was Solomon. It was not Solomon. David prayed, he begged God. God said, that baby will have to go. He's in the judgment. It's life for life. If he has killed the man's husband and God likes David, so God has to help David, someone will have to go in place of somebody. It cannot just be wasted away. God told King, he said, if thou doest well, he said, sin lieth at thy door. That means sin is not an idea. In the, in the realm of the spirit, sin can be touched. So you cannot just wish it away and say, oh no, I'm not doing it again. No, it is time they said, sin lieth at thy door. So it has to be life for life. David prayed, he cried, Bible said he fasted that God, I beg you, take this particular, this child, save the child for me. No, said, God said, I cannot do it. I cannot do it. So the child died. When the child died, David stood up and said, okay. So, then David now married Bathsheba and the child they gave birth to God now can extend his love because at that time life has already gone for life are you getting it so there is, if there is a true accusation against you if there is a true accusation against you from the evil one 
then there will have to be laws that you will have to apply. The first one, the, 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 on the, um, last week I talked about the law of faith. Today I'm talking about the law of contention. The law of contention. Two things testify against a man on earth. Two things testify. There are other things that testify against a man, but uh, there are higher laws that can cancel some of those things. For example, there's a law of recurrent cycle. For example, there's something that used to happen in a particular family. Maybe after every 30 years it happens. Okay? Now, when it gets to your turn, and it's supposed to happen, alright, and you know the scriptures, and you have the light of God on that, you can be exonerated. Alright, so I'll not talk about that because that is a lower case. You know, a lot of people like to stress a lot on generational cases, but they are not high in the things of the Spirit. Generational case is not a high thing. Because every man has been given the, the opportunity to be responsible for his own life. Are you listening? Every man has the opportunity to be responsible for his own life. There are scriptures that support that. So it's not a high thing. So if there's something that they are passing over to you, you can stop it with you. Are you listening? Yeah, you can stop it with you. But there are things that testify against a man. Number one is the thoughts of a man. The thoughts that you have been thinking are testifying against you. I want to show you a scripture, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Jesus Christ said, take no thoughts. Now, when we say thoughts that testify against a man, is it just what just came to your mind? No. Jesus Christ said, take no thoughts. That means there are thoughts that you take. There are thoughts that fly over and there are thoughts you take. Oh. A thought you have taken is something you have endorsed. So, Jesus Christ said, take no thoughts. He said, therefore I say unto you, take no thoughts. That means thoughts can be taken. Sometimes you can just be sitting down and the devil will just throw you a thought and say that, hey, you will never be rich. Hey, you will never marry. Hey, you will never uh, uh, be healthy. And the thoughts will just be passing through. Those thoughts, those thoughts that pass through, they are, Bible calls them the wiles of the devil. The, the devil throws those thoughts at you. What is he looking for? He's waiting for you to take the thoughts. Pastor Chris said something one day. He said, you cannot stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop it from perching on it. Take no thought. When the thoughts are coming, and the devil strikes you with a thought, and says, you, you will never be rich. You have to reply a thought, not with a thought. You reply thoughts with words. If you sit in the domain of first reply thoughts with thoughts, it will settle. It will settle. The all the devil wants to do is to sow the seed of that thought in your heart. So he sows the seed. You will never be rich. Then you go. It goes into you. Then you are just there. Then another time it fires it again. Then at that time you are actually looking for employment. So it's hard for you to believe that you can ever be rich. Because you are actually looking for employment. Everything around you is supporting what the thought has been thrown to you about. So at that time, when you begin to cry, hey, God, God, why? God, why? When you begin to cry, what are you doing? You are taking the thought. Every man has faith. It's either you have faith in God or faith in the adversary. So, when the thoughts come, say, your father will never be well. Your mother will never be well. That sickness, they will never come out of it. When the thought comes and you begin to cry, God, what have I done? You are taking the thought. 
You have to learn how to fight thoughts. Because Bible says that, he said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. You understand? So, that, the wrestling around the spirit is not, look, one of the things you have to understand about thinking and thought. He said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Thoughts are so spiritual. No, if we open your brain, we can't see the thoughts. So, I, I, sometimes I wonder why people think that there's, there's nothing um, spiritual about life and all that is life is empirical. It cannot be true because if we open your brain, the thing you are thinking, we can't see it. So there's something that is higher than all that we see on the empirical. If we open your brain now, your brain will just be breathing. We cannot see just an iota of thought, the thing you are thinking, we cannot see it. There's not a, a single machine that can tell us your thoughts. Not a single one. You need revelation to know thoughts. That means you must break the physical and enter into another realm. So take no thoughts. The devil fires thoughts. Bible says that uh, um, casting out imaginations and every high thought that exalted itself above the knowledge of God. That means there is a knowledge of God and there is every thought that tries to exalt itself. So there is a battle of thoughts. There is a battle of what you have heard in church and what the devil is telling you outside. You heard in church that God is, uh, is going to supply all your needs according to his riches. You believed it in church. It became a thought. Now it lives in your heart. You get home. There is nothing in the fridge. Now, in church, you believed, but you got home and said, oh God, why me? Who should it be? <laughs> you understand? Over there, it is thought versus thought. At that time, when the thought comes to you, begin to remind yourself of the thought that came to you in church. I look inside the fridge, there's nothing inside the fridge, but I still know. My God has supplied all my needs. Have nothing to do with the fridge. I am creating. Are you listening? You spend so many years thinking wrong thoughts. Don't think just one service will just change it. You want magic. You have to reform thoughts. So your thoughts are testifying against you. Why? Because let me tell you something. It's a, it's a mystery. Make sure you write it down. Thoughts emit energy. Look, how does demons know that, that they can in, in, invade you? Demons know they can inv- invade you because you emit energy. When you are bitter with somebody, you emit certain energy that attracts demons. The same way, when you are emitting joy, you attract the move of the spirit. You see, when you emit sadness, especially sadness, demons like it. They, 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 are, they like it like ant and sugar. Alright? They see, when you are sad like that, then the girls come and be done. Oh, things are going wrong. As you're coming, yes, it's going wrong. Then they are just telling you. And everything they are telling you is entering you as thought. Now, it's just on rare occasions that people hear the voice of demons. Most of the time, the basic thing they do is to send you thoughts. And they help you to think it more. And they help you think it, think, think more, think. No, life is all going. Think, think. No, and, 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 you are not supposed to think because God said, be anxious for nothing. He said, don't think. He said, don't think. God says, don't think. Because if you think, you cannot solve it. So don't think. He said, but in everything, through prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God. Not let your request be made known unto your best friend. Listen. Listen. He said, let your request be made known unto God. Not unto your auntie. Let your request be made known unto God. Not unto your grandmother. 
Let your request be made known unto God. He said, anytime you find yourself being anxious, you are taking a thought. At that time, the thought is trying to overwhelm you. He says, yes, you are feeling anxious. But he said, be anxious for nothing. What do you re- replace with anxiety? He said, but in everything through prayer and supplication. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So when anxiety is coming, you can present the case that is making you anxious. He said, you can present it as prayer. Then he says, what? he said, through prayer, supplication. That means prayer is different from supplication. I'll talk about Listen, listen, most of the things that are a blessing to you are things you must find. Jeremiah said, I found that word and I did eat them and it became joy and rejoicing to my soul. The true word of God, anytime you hear God, joy will come to you. I found that word and I did eat them. found that word and I did eat them. So, your, your thoughts are testifying against you. He said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As you keep taking the thought, as you keep thinking that thought, it is testifying against you. It is emitting energy. The demons say, Lord, your daughter, she's always sad. She's always sad. And demons quickly enter angry people, sad people, bitter people, people who give money. Easily. The person is born again, but he will suffer depression and suppression and oppression. Did the scripture say that we will never go through anything? Certainly not. Certainly not. This is a Christian will never go through anything. But he said, don't take the thought. The devil will throw you the thought. He said, don't take it. Bah! One thought comes. You are poor. I remember when we used to go to church those times. I had only one shirt I would wear. I would wash it in the night and go the, and, and the next morning. And no, two years after I had been going to church consistently, I met one of my mates. And we, when we were in school, we were all planning to do fraud together when we finished school. I'm telling you the truth. Listen. Listen. Now, we're planning to do it. Now, I got born again after we, before we finished school. I got born again. But the plan was that once we finish school, we are all going to do it. And we are going to make money, make money gang and all that. Because, you know, after, you know, as, you know, when we finish school, I have been going to church and I have gone to church so much that my shoe, under the shoe, has... Because there's no money to pick up, so you have to walk. You understand? And you will walk. And we don't miss any. So, we'll go. We'll go. So, one day, I closed that time. Church was at Aveno. We closed church one day and I was just walking, you know, sometimes you finish the service there and you are singing one song. We lift your name, Maya. We lift... As I was walking, I saw this, my friend, who was doing the the the, the phone. Okay, we have, we plan to do it together. His name was Juby. Alright? Now, I saw him come out of Boomerang Nightclub with two girls. Listen now. Listen. He has done the fraud. He is now having money. He came with two girls. He's put one, his hand on one on the left, one on the right, and he's walking. Hey! Listen, at that point in time, the devil began to give me thoughts. See your life. You are doing church, church. What would the church do for you every time you are giving offering? See your life. If you are done this thing by this time, three girls. Hey! Hey! So, listen, to be frank with you, I, I, I came, I became down. As I walked past him. I, I made sure he didn't see me because there's slippers I was wearing. If he sees me. 
And you know, boys know how to laugh at you. They will laugh at me, so I just don't. I was going home. I put my head on the floor. And I know my redeemer. I, my redeemer. This and all the years testify this life within me cries. I didn't see Julie again. This year, beginning of this year, I was in I was in a um, discussion with a friend. Do you know that Julie is in prison now? Yeah. Listen, listen. As I'm talking to you, he's in prison now. As I'm standing here. I'm here. My life beautified by God. Amen. Amen. I'm here. Not just alone. Number one, not just, I'm not in prison, number one. Number two, angels are in my room. Number three, my faith is working. Number four, I love God. Number five, I'm going to heaven. Are you listening? Don't let anybody give you pressure. Are you listening? So take no thoughts. Sometimes the way the devil gives you thoughts is he will show you your friend who finished school with you the same year and how they have gone forward than you. You will look at them. Oh God. Oh. Oh God. Then, from that time, maybe in the morning you were praising God, worshipping, praising, singing. As you were singing, worshipping God. Now that evening you have seen a friend, all of a sudden. Number one, your thoughts are testifying against you. Number two, your words are testifying against you. Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. Verse 37. Jesus is speaking now. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Simple. Ha! Watch what you say. He said, For by thy words, this Jesus is talking about. Jesus is giving us a high scientific truth. He said, By thy words. He's telling you, listen, before you come to court, let me tell you. Before you come to the court, let me tell you. He said, By thy words thou shalt be justified. By thy words thou shalt be condemned. Your condemnation is as a result of what you said. And the devil likes to use what you said. So, if you ever said that, who said me there? This is how my life will be. The devil picks it. Let me tell you. The devil is so smart. Have you wondered why you say a bad thing and immediately happens? You say a good one and it takes time. 
Have you wondered why? The devil is hard working. You can't just say a bad thing and you let it go. No. You just say the bad one because it's, and also it's a spiritual truth. Jesus Christ said, I will build the temple in three days. I will destroy it in one day. So destruction is faster. Are you listening? So when you say it, you say the wrong thing, they won't fix it. You take, call the secretary. He said he can never be rich. Write it down. Then they take it to the jury. Daddy, uh, there's a case against your son. That's your so-called son. He said he can never be rich. God said, oh. But I am planning for him to have a contract. Oh, God, don't. If you do that, you are not, you are not being fair. Look, he said he can never be rich. Your situation is the accusation of the wicked one. The words are testifying against you. In the spirit, one of the things they don't joke with is what we say. You know, we cast out demons with words. So words are not uh, a smart thing, no. We cast out demons with words. One day, somebody said something. He said, those men of God who say they are miracle, they should just enter a hospital and start praying let everybody come out. It's not true. You cannot do that. You know why? Because people's cases are different. People have different, different, different cases. Some of, their, some of them, their cases, they brought on themselves. You cannot just release people like that. It's like saying, if you think you are strong, go and release everybody from the prison. No, people are there for different things. Are you getting it? People are there for different things. Look, one day, I was going to pray for a certain woman. So she was very old. I put my hand on her to pray. The, the daughter called me to go and pray. I put my hand to pray. And the Lord said, don't bother praying. I said, God, why? I said, be healed. And the God said, she will not be healed. Yes. I asked God why. And God told me, he said, she said many times in her life that she won't live beyond 60. Make sure you are paying attention now. She said many times with her mouth that she will not live beyond 60. So now, the words have formed. They have become a reality. A reaction will have to happen. So I was trying to pray for her. But I was trying to ignore what I was hearing from the Lord. Because I was praying. So one day, two days after, I called the, the, the doctor and said, has your mom ever said that she, she, she will not live beyond six? She said, oh, she used to say it. That when she's, this is how she said it. She said, when she's 60, she will like to die. Yeah. You know people talk very loosely. You know people talk very loosely. That, hey, this world. You know some people say it as conversation. This world is so hard. If I see, I want to live. Like I told you I met a guy. I was going to buy, um, Something and I, I met the guy. The guy was saying, if God knows that He will not bless him, He should just let him exit to the world. I'm telling you, I heard it to my, my ears. He just said it to me. So this guy has been going to church. He said he's a singer in church. So one day he would just be sitting somewhere. A car would knock him down. He would die. People would now say, oh, he was a Christian. Oh, he was a Christian. You don't know what he said to me. I just think. So these two things testify against you. So if you are going to have good records. On jury, be careful of your thoughts. Be careful of your words. Some, um, Daniel chapter 9. The law of contention. So let's say now there's an issue. 
The issue is beyond you. Remember what I said? The earth. He said the heavens of the heavens belong to the Lord. The earth has been given to the children of men. So men are in charge of the earth. And everything that goes on inside. Daniel chapter 9, verse 1. Look at it. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. Verse 2. In the first year, now I want you to understand something now. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that would accomplish 70 years in the dissolution of Jerusalem. Verse 3. And I set my face unto the Lord God. Hold on. To seek by prayer and supplications. Remember what I said in, he said, be anxious for nothing, but in order to do prayer and supplications. Now hold on. He said, to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Now hold on. In verse 2, Daniel said something. He said, and I, Daniel, understood by books. He said the number of years that Jerusalem was supposed to go to the desolations. What is that? The desolations over there is talking about Daniel, um, Jeremiah was writing um, the books, the prophecies. In the books of um, uh, Jeremiah, he was writing certain prophecies. And one of the prophecies was that at a certain time, after 70 years, the children of Israel are supposed to go back to Jerusalem. The desolations are supposed to be complete, completed and they are supposed to go back to Jerusalem. Now, according to this prophecy by Jeremiah, who is an authentic prophet, he heard from God that they are supposed to go into exile. And after 70 years, they are supposed to go back. Now, they were in the 70th year and what God said has not come to pass. So, prophecy is just a revelation of the intention of God. So, prophecies can come concerning your life, prayers can be said over your life, and it will pass the time. And nothing has just happened. He said, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of years. So, Daniel was reading the books of Jeremiah the prophet, and he saw that, he said, according to the books, he realized that there is a prophecy that was supposed to be fulfilled that was not fulfilled. So, according to the prophecy, something has to be fulfilled which was not fulfilled. According to the prophecies that have been said concerning your life, some things are supposed to be fulfilled that are not fulfilled. Now, I want to bring your mind to two things. There's a difference between a prayer set in faith and a prayer of faith. I won't have time to go through it, but I want to bring you from, we express the law of faith in things that have to do with our, um, uh, our power. For example, there are things in your life that have to do with your power. There are others that don't have nothing to do with your power. It has to deal with other people. Now, at this time, Jeremiah's prophecy, there are conditions to it. One of the conditions is that the children of Israel, after the 70 years, would have to have repented. If the children of Israel have repented, the 70 years after it's completed, the will and the purpose of God will not just bring itself into being. So Daniel, being an experienced prophet, a knowledgeable prophet, a trained prophet, look at the books and say that, no, 17 years is completed and the thing has not happened. 
70 years is up and what God said has not happened. The time has come for you to have seen the thing that you're supposed to see and it has not yet happened. What God said has delayed. When it gets to those things, where what God said has delayed, and it doesn't even look like it's going to come to pass, let me tell you, don't sit down and say if it is God's will to, to happen. Never say it. There are too many people who have received prophecies that never came to pass. Because I said prophecy is just a revelation of the intention of God. Some people are happy when they go for a prophetic meeting, you know, and, and we say, you, stand up. Hey. You, your grandmother is called, of course you are, you, yeah. you know, then they say the man of God is powerful. The man of God is powerful. I'm saying that two years time, you are going to be billions. And they are just so excited. Two years come, nothing happens. They say, oh, all these prophets, prophets, Charlie, 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 don't. How many of you have experienced it before? They gave the prophecy, the time came, nothing happened. This is the same thing. God spoke to Jeremiah, authentic prophecy, that after 70 years, the desolations are supposed to have been completed and Israel was supposed to have gone back. Daniel sat down. In his time, the prophecy has not been fulfilled. So what did he do? Being an experienced prophet, he said that, and I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication. To seek by prayer and supplication. Let me tell you something. Believe me. Eh? Believe eh? in long hours of prayer. Believe it. It is important. Believe in long hours of prayer. Today, I'm not just speaking a word to just give you a miracle. I, I'm showing you what to go and do and change the situation. There are situations, there are testifications against you, there are things that are against you that you will need to go back home and go and change the story. You have to change what is written. You see, sometimes, you know, like I tell you, I said, sometimes what God gives you, okay, the word God gives you is in an unconverted state. Gary comes from cassava, but you cannot start chewing cassava on his own. The man said, I found thy words and I did eat them. I have to find and I have to process it. So, the, the prophecy that came to you is an, in an unconverted state. There are things that you will, you will need to do to it, to shape it for it to come to pass. So, Daniel has read the prophecy of Jeremiah. He says, no, I will need to enforce this prophecy. A great man of God said one time, he said, be more alert when a prophecy comes concerning you than when it has not come. Because when it does not come, nobody knows the thought of God. Whatsoever things know, uh, know the things of a man, says the spirit of man that is in him. Even so, the things of God know no man except by the spirit of God. So only God knows the things of God. But when God speaks it through the mouth of his prophets, now you are not the only one who heard it. Other people heard it. The demons have heard it. And the work of demons is to be thieves, robbers, destroyers. So once they hear something concerning you, they will have to move into action. Now, not only is, is, is it um, uh, an issue, alright, listen now, not only is it an issue when it is spoken, one of the things that demons also do is that they, they, they gay stars. Demons gay stars. Stargazing is not wrong. It's all in the mystery of light. We all don't have the same destiny. You will know it from the stars. I won't have time to go into it. 
But remember that concerning the story of Jesus, the Magi, they ran the stars and they followed the stars to find out where he was. The destiny of the boy was in the stars. So, sometimes there are things that they used to, they, they, they used to see. Now, this guy, you know, there's something about his life. There are things that you are fighting is because of your kind of star. Look, when somebody promises you something, there's only people every time they are going to promise and fail. When somebody promises you something, listen now, hold it. God said, I'm going to do this with your life. Don't sleep over it and say that if it is God's will to come to pass. Listen, it's like a farmer who says that I have gone to a farm. This is the farmland. I have plowed it. I have put water on it. If God wants maize to come, maize will grow. Then he goes home. If he comes back next two months, what will happen? Grass. All the things that because let me tell you, no, no land is fallow. When you don't sow, somebody will sow on your behalf. So there are things in your life you didn't sow. Somebody sow on your behalf. I was a wild man slept. The enemy came to sow tears. The devil is hardworking. Are you listening? So he said, be anxious for nothing but all things through prayer and supplication. Prayer is to God. Listen now. Now we are going to the issues of the jury. Prayer is to God. It's like, God, I want this thing. Now, there are times that the, the request you made at the time, the request you made is not, it cannot be handed to you. Let me put it that way. The answer to the request cannot be handed to you because the case is more than a prayer case. You have to go into supplications. Now, supplications at that point in time, you are petitioning the throne. Now, Isaiah. Isaiah 41. Verse 21. Look at it. Straight, straight up. This is a, a, a judicial case. Look at what God is saying. He said, produce your cause, saith the Lord. Now this God is talking. You know. He said, look, I'm the judge on, on ground, but this issue we cannot just rule for you. So what did he say? Produce your cause, saith the Lord. Bring forth your strong reasons, saith the king of Jacob. Produce your cause, saith the Lord. Bring forth your strong reasons. Bring out documents. Bring out documents. In the time you are doing a supplication, it means you are doing a petition. In the petition, no, like for example, you are in a family, all the guys, nobody is rich. Don't close your eyes, don't sleep. Wake up! You are coming from a family where every time people are praying, uh, or uh, boys are, 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 are prospering, at a certain age, they all become drunkards. Hey, don't sleep. Wake up. Produce your course. Bring forth your strong reasons. Listen, you have to bring forth your strong reasons. How do you bring forth strong reasons? I told you, I said sometimes when lawyers are arguing a case, they go and pick old cases. Go into the scriptures. What did God do before? Help. Go go into the, the courts. Now, I said, the things that work for you, the things that work for you are things you must find. They are life to them that find it, not to them that read. You must find. Take the Bible. Start looking for cases in the Bible that have to do with your case. Lazy about say God do it, God do it. No, you are laying lazy. One of the things about faith, alright? One of the things about faith is diligent searching. Faith does not just deliver on what you say. Faith is a result of diligent searching. He said, it is impossible, by faith it is impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. 
So faith delivers on sex. So go and look for people in the in the scriptures that have something to do with your kind of case. Bring it out. It happened to Hezekiah. Everything was testifying against him. The accusations against Hezekiah were correct. It was testifying against him. By every standard, Hezekiah was supposed to die. So it was not the devil who wanted to kill Hezekiah. God said to Isaiah, Isaiah, go and tell Hezekiah that he's going to die. Isaiah just must. He's just a servant of God. He has nothing to say about it. He went and said, hey, God said, put your house in order. You're about to die. Hezekiah didn't bother to fight the prophet. Because he just came to him. He told him, thank you so much, Isaiah. Thank you, God bless you for your message. Go. And he turned to face the wall. And he began to bring out. He said, God, if I die, no man can praise me. So, at that time, he is also bringing documents against what God has said. So, did God change his mind? No. Let me tell you what happened. Ezekiah just positioned himself in a way that it will be inconsistent with the nature of God to punish him. Ezekiah began to speak. He said, the dead cannot praise you. So what was he doing? He was bringing out other laws that can suspend the law that just came to him. See, so go back home. Go back home. You eat too much. Go back home. Listen, Daniel said, he said with prayer and supplication, listen now, he said prayer, supplication, he said with fastings and sacrifice. And sackcloth. Every time somebody promises you a certain business, you lose the contract. Go back home. Don't sleep. You go back home. You go back home. One of the things that this kind of prayer does is that this kind of prayer, it aligns you with your destiny. He said if we pray according to his will, that means his will must be enforced. We have fought his will. So we pray according to his will. So you pray as you are praying. As you are praying. That's why it's so important to pray in the Holy Ghost. If you don't speak in tongues, we'll pray for you today. You need to speak in tongues. It's so important. Because, you see, your, your spirit needs to connect. Sometimes what you think the problem is, is not the problem. So you need to pray in the Holy Ghost. So you are praying in tongues. Praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Let me tell you. One of the things to do, if you know you cannot do very long hours of prayer, what you need to do is set a consistent time. Let's say Monday, I'm praying 11.30 to 12. Tuesday, 11.30 to 12. And don't miss it. If you keep going, in Luke, in the book of Luke, Jesus Christ said, men ought always to pray not to think. He said, this, the, the, the judge, he said, said something. He said, the woman will worry me by her continual coming. Continual coming. You don't pray it one day and go. That's the nature of supplication. Continual coming. Continual coming. Take the prophecies that were said concerning you. Go and produce your cause. Lord, you said it to me in this service. Lord, you said it to me through my man of God. Lord, you said it to me while I was praying. Was that? That's why you need to put down all the things. God, you said it to me that this will happen. Was that? You are praying in tongues. You are praying in tongues. Now, in praying in tongues, there's something that happens. After you have prayed in tongues for long, usually, For that to, to, you know, to know that you have broken into the miracle, something will happen. And if that thing doesn't happen, don't stop praying. What's going to happen is that the Holy Ghost is not going to take over the prayer. Psalm eight, um, Romans chapter 8. The Holy Ghost is not going to take over the prayer. So you have to take your time in the prayer. Don't rush God in prayer. 
Sometimes, you see, that's why it's so important that you need to pray, pray while the word, okay, uh, or use the word when everything is calm. So that you don't have to pray emergency prayers because most of the time, emergency prayers don't work. Something has just happened and you want to pray emergency because at that time, you will try to speak in tongues fast so that the issue can be solved fast. And that's what happens. No, 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 Hey, Shatakabaye. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Verse 25. Verse 25. But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it? Verse 26. Look. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Now, underline helpeth our infirmities. If the Bible is for you. The Spirit also helpeth our weaknesses. It says, for we know not what to pray for as we ought. Because sometimes the, the subject matter you are picking, alright, says that, God, I'm praying that you, you will help me to prosper. The problem is not the prosperity. The problem is something else that is blocking the prosperity. So, while you are praying and praying in the Holy Ghost, that's why it's important to pray in tongues. And me, most of the time, when I start praying like that, I don't, I don't go with prayer points. Most of the time, when I'm going for things like that, I don't go with prayer points. Don't go and tell God. He knows what is happening. Alright? So, you carry the, the speaking in the Spirit. As you are praying. As you are praying in the Spirit. As you are praying. He said, for we know not what to pray for as we ought. He says, but. Somebody say, but. He said, but the Spirit himself make it intercession for us with goodness which cannot be uttered. Now, at this point in the prayer, as you are, you are praying the Spirit, Rakobo Shatalaba, Likamande, as you are praying, Labo Shata. Bible says, now, the Spirit will now take over the prayer. This one is not tongues. He said, through goodness which cannot be uttered. At this time, this one is not tongues. At that time, you break. You cannot speak again. What happens is now, goodness which cannot be uttered. You, know, you start finding yourself, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. When it happens like that, don't stop it. When it happens, I don't stop it. You're like, oh! Then sometimes tears will just be coming out. You'll just be crying. Allow it. At that time, you know what has happened? The Holy Ghost has taken over the prayer. He's not praying on your behalf. Now, he's praying things that you do not know. Lift your right hand. Listen, this is the highest level of prayer. He's praying things that you don't know anything about. There was a story about a woman who was walking on the road. And she was carrying her things. As she was carrying, all of a sudden, this thing happened to her in town. She knelt down on the, on, on the road and she began to do it. Ah! Oh, Oh, ah, she did it for some minutes, about 30 minutes, when she was done. And she felt a relief. She took her things. They called her. At the same time she was doing this thing on the road, robbers had entered the house. They, they didn't kill anybody. They took all the things. They came out and left it and everybody left. So at the time, listen, at the time she was doing that prayer, she did not know that this was the issue at home. Sometimes we pray in English too much. You understand? Because, because you are walking on the street. You don't know anything is going on anyway. So you are just walking. You won't even know the prayer point. So as you are going, sometimes the Holy Ghost begins to stare you. The Holy Ghost begins to stare you. Two years time, there's supposed to be a contract that will come. Somebody would like to fight you. So at that time, the Holy Ghost will be... You find yourself praying. Oh! Oh! Then you are just crying. Hey! Hey! I would say it is groanings which cannot be uttered. There is no, there's no language that this thing can be uttered. But through those groanings, the Holy Ghost begins to intercede on your behalf. The Holy Ghost begins to intercede on your behalf. Somebody's dad is coming out of the stretcher. Come out of a stretcher. Come out of a stretcher. Lee Sokamande. 
Listen, listen, listen. By the Spirit of God, I order the release of cancers. You know anybody who has a cancer? It's time to pray. You know anybody who has a cancer? It's time to pray. You know anybody who has a cancer? It's time to pray. It's time to pray. Roma Sakatayaba. Ah. 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 Eh. Eh. Shamada. Yabosa. Yakamante. Yabosada. Rabadaba. Eshada. Yaba. Ya. 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 Yaba. Yakamanda. Yakamanda. Yamosa. Yamata. Samonde. Yamomose. Yamabababas. Yakuske Padura. Yakuske Malonde. Losamanto. Losalamanto. Lasalamraskataya. Yamontekeba. Semonomomoseya.
source of good and not of evil. for me. NIV for me. 40. You will live by the sword and you will serve your brother. That is, he's telling him, look, there's nothing we can do about this thing. The guy has taken your blessing. But he says, but when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke off your neck. When you will grow restless, when the situation you will be tired of the situation when you will grow restless when the situation will make you wake up Sunday night it will make you wake up Monday night when you wake up Tuesday night when you wake up Wednesday night when you wake up Thursday night when you shall grow restless he 
says you shall break off his yoke off your neck. You are supposed to tell your brother. But when you shall grow restless, when you wake up at midnight and say, I'm tired of this situation, when you shall grow restless, nullifying all accusations, produce your cause. Don't just go to God and say, God, please. No, they don't do police at the court. Imagine you have gone to court and a lawyer says, Oh, judge, please. Oh, judge, please. They might add him to the prisoners. No, but you go to court. He said, It is written over here. It is said over here. Jesus did not just say his mind to the devil. He said, Turn the stone to bread. He said, But it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. He told the devil, uh, The devil told him, He said, Jump. The angels will keep time over you. He said, you shall, it is written. You shall not tempt the Lord thy God. You don't go to court saying, please. You go to court with your cause. Produce your cause. Begin to pray now. When you shall grow restless, the yoke shall be broken off your neck. Contracts, contracts that you are rejected are coming. Contracts that you are rejected are coming. When thou shall grow restless, that the yoke shall be broken of thy neck. And it shall come to pass when thou shalt grow restless. It shall come to pass when thou shalt grow restless. It shall come to pass when thou shalt grow restless. When thou shalt grow restless. It shall come to pass when thou shalt grow restless. Lay your body to favor. Hear the number tire.
on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Put your hand where you need a miracle. Or you came with someone who needs a miracle. Tumors are about disappearing. There's a deafness in the ear, one ear. Someone who can hear in one ear. And that ear is opening right now. There's a migraine headache of four years. I command every foul spirit. Go! Ha! In the name of Jesus, the Lord is stretching forth his hand to you. Katoka Saya. Somebody is watching me from overflow who needs a miracle. The miracle is happening right now. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. I command that demon to leave now. In the name of Jesus. I command that growth to leave now in the name of Jesus. I command that miracle to happen. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now begin to do what you could not do before. Begin to do what you could not do before. Begin to do what you could not do before. Begin to do what you could not do before. Yes. 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 